so Sean, what's going on? Well, not a whole lot. We're back finally after another extended absence. Uh, again, uh, mine more fun reasons than yours. I was on vacation. Use <laughs> moving. So you're in new digs. So that's I, good. I have moved. Yes. That's good. With the assistance of three strong dudes from two men in a truck. Shout out. Nice. What? Way to go, guys. Did you get their names? Um, <laughs> yes. Dude one, dude two, and dude three. And one of them may have given me his phone numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. So Anyway, moving on. Thanks. How are you doing? Well, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I was on vacation, got stuck in D.C. for a couple of days. You're moving, hadn't had a podcast in forever, so I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back, finally. Um, our fans have been missing us. Uh, the inbox has just been blowing up. Oh, what, my God, I know. Like I, been, people are calling me. They're like, Janet. Do I need God, to call the FBI? Where have you be been? Back? Yes. Uh, the, the people needs their information, man. They need their yeah. information. <laughs> But this they is need, this is going to be a good podcast. We're a Halloween sort of themed episode. We're recording this around Halloween. I think Halloween is tomorrow when we're recording this, and um, we're going to do another uh, top twenty list for you guys because again, those seem to be the most popular of our podcasts. But this is an extra cool podcast because for extra. the very first time, the very first time, we have a guest on our podcast. It is not just Janet and Sean, but it's someone else. <laughs> We have a guest. It's someone I work with. It's a good friend of mine. Chip Hazard is his name, and he has his own podcast. And he's, I'm calling him the grandfather of our podcast because he's the one that showed me, okay, Sean, you need to do this and use this program and use that program and, and record this way and post on this. And, and I've bent his ear for a long time uh, getting information on this. So Chip is here with us. So Chip, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well this morning. Uh just happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. And, oh, no problem. Yeah. Tell us about your podcast so everybody, all of all uh, millions and millions and millions of listeners can know about it. And millions. And millions. Yeah. Uh, well, so Movement Radio is it's a kind of a variety podcast. Uh, we talk uh, sports, movies, music, haunted places, you name it, we talk it. Um, we, we didn't want to kind of crone ourselves into a box not that there's anything wrong with that um and talk about one topic we just wanted to to be able to go out and if we've seen something that we thought was kind of cool or came up with an idea that we wanted to talk about then we we would be able to talk about it and we wouldn't be you know struck to this this one like niche or whatnot yeah, what? Well, uh, yeah, and it's uh, uh, it's you and how many other people were doing it? Uh, it's myself, uh, Talon Williams, and Roger Sierra. Roger is on hiatus right now, dealing with some family issues, wow. uh, but he will be back soon. Well, good. Yeah, I've listened to several of their podcasts and stuff. I I I, I, I tend to gravitate towards the uh, the the sports ones because you know Chip and I talk sports at work a lot, and so we we're, we're fans of the uh, uh, of uh, football and baseball and lots of the other stuff. Uh, Chip's a Houston Astros fan, so I'm I am with him uh, on his uh, cheering for the Houston Astros in the World Series. Game yes. four is tonight when we're recording this podcast. So. And Listen. I too love the sports ball. Oh, yes, sure you do. <laughs> I am a huge fan of the sports ball. So yes. I'm. I like the round balls. I like the round. oblong balls. There's some uh, that are oblong. <laughs> There's some that are tinier than others. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know a lot I, of know, I know. Mm-hmm. Not not in Janet's comfort zone, but that's <laughs> cool. That's why we have a movie podcast. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. So today's podcast again, we're talking another top twenty list, and since it's Halloween, we're going to talk about horror movies. And you know, in pregame, Janet and I talk about ideas and stuff like this, and we had talked about doing a horror movie podcast a while ago, but. I think I might have poo-pooed it a little bit because I was. I think I poo-pooed bit, yeah. it because horror is a genre that, that I think Janet enjoys more than I do. Um, but uh, I revisited the idea because I kind of sort of throwing down a list on my iPhone one day when I was waiting for something. So let me think about horror movies that I, that I've watched and I've liked. And before too long, I had a pretty extensive list, and I was like, well. Because I was like, there's no way I'm coming up with 10 horror movies I like. But then when I made the list, I was like, well, I've just come up with 40 horror movies. I like. <laughs> so uh, this is something this is something that I think we can do. So and I, originally I was we were talking about top 10. But then again, when we start making these lists, man, th- things just keep coming up and coming up. It's like, I don't know if I could knock it down to 10. I think I'm going to have to go at least 20. OK, so here's my dilemma. Uh-huh. I struggled to come up with 20. Really? Yes. Man, I but, got 30 on my list easy. But see, but that's kind of go, that's kind of going to the next question, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, so okay, well I'll just go ahead and take us there. So okay. to me, a horror movie, I excluded anything with alien life forms. Okay. I'm yes, I I excluded aliens. Um, I excluded, I got schooled a little bit, uh, when I called a vampire werewolf movie. Um, I, oh, we did a top 10 list and I had underworld on there right? and I got schooled a little bit. So vampires, werewolves, we'll put that in fantasy. Um, so okay. there's nothing in here. I don't think oh, Chip. Chip just made a face. I don't know if he. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Well, so I would classify what like, Dracula as one of the original horror movies. I guess, but but I have never seen a vampire movie that scared me. Hmm. I I can agree with that. I can so, agree with that. Although. By technical terms, it would be considered a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like we're coming up with another podcast. What's a horror movie? Because that that, that, yeah. that was going to be my first question to you two: is what's a horror movie? I, t- and so obviously, to, to you're me, you're saying no. So, Aliens is not on your list of a horror movie because it's sci-fi. It's in space. It's it's sci-fi. Aliens. Okay. Yeah. So, Aliens are sci-fi. Um, I, so, I, I mean, uh, vampires, werewolves. Yes, I guess horror. Maybe just because I didn't have any on my list and I've never seen either one that actually scared me. Okay. So maybe it's the genre, but it, my list is going to be horror, but it's also maybe a little psychological thriller horror situation. Yeah. Like not everything has a monster. Not everything has a, you know, you're not confined to virginal teenagers that die as soon as they have sex, (laughs) that sort of thing. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I, where my focus is. So okay, all right, okay. Sean, Sean, yeah, Sean. So, yeah. What, what's a horror movie? Yes. Well, you know, I mean, I, I my my Venn diagram was way wider than yours. <laughs> I cast a much wider net because 
I mean, I kind of consider it, you know, you got your creature features, you got, you know, the monsters, whatever it is, the, 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 the threat from nature or whatever. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. You got demon possession, you got serial killer movies, you got ghosts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I can tell by Janet's face. She's mm-hmm. not going to like my number one already. Mm-hmm. Um, I can feel it. Slasher movies, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, it's, it seems like a lot of people confine horror movies to, you know, Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I cast a much wider net and it's probably, anyway, there's probably going to be some surprises on stuff that I've, that I've left off because I would ask, there are some movies that I left off because I saw them once Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh hell no, I'm never watching that again. That really messed (laughs) me up. But then I thought, well, did the horror movie do its job? I mean, did it, if I was kind of so messed up that I never want to see that movie again, did the horror movie do what it was supposed to do? Or is the movie, because my list of movies is stuff that I would recommend to somebody else. And so there are some, okay. there are some, horror, okay. there are some horror movies that are way up there on every list that I ever Googled mm-hmm. that I have seen that I will never watch again. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I'm not going to recommend that to somebody. I'm not going to say, oh, you should really watch X. And I'm like, did you watch it? I'm like, yep. Well, F me up and I'll never see it again. <laughs> so. okay, but, but we're not saying here is our top 20 list of movies we recommend you go watch. Well, that's what I kind of, but I thought I had, that's what I had to do. That's what I felt like okay. I needed to do. Okay. So anyway. Follow your heart. Okay. So Chip, what do you think? Chip, What's a horror what movie? What is a horror movie? Uh, I, th- I think it, a horror movie is anything that can scare you. Um, there are subgenres of horror, in, in my opinion. You have your psychological, you have your sci-fi horror, which is where like aliens and stuff like that would go. Then you have your paranormal horror, uh, which is your your ghosts and stuff like that. Then you have your your slashers, uh, which is what most people would take and constitute as a horror movie. And those are your Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. Chucky's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, stuff like that. Um, so I, I get where like each of you have come and you, you had like Janet, you, you kind of threw out the, the, the sci-fi and went more mm-hmm. psychological horror, uh, which I like that because, I'm a huge fan of the psychological horror where it takes and you sit there and you're watching it and you're like, Oh man, like somebody could really do this. And then you're Mm -hmm. looking over your shoulder, like, Mm -hmm. you know, then you kind of start profiling people, but like that guy could be a murderer or that guy could tie somebody up and leave them in a closet. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but then also Sean, I see where you're coming from. Um, because some of the movies on, on my list are movies that I've only watched like a handful of times because it triggered something in me when I was younger. And I'm like, Nope, never watching that again. But as an adult, I've gone back and watched it to see kind of what that was. So I could personally overcome that fear from, from younger. I'm with you. There, there are a couple on my list that I saw as a teenager that scared the poo out yeah. of young Janet. 
Yeah, there's now, some I saw too early too. <laughs> yes. Now, if I saw that same movie yesterday, I'd be like, huh, whatever. You know, yeah. because it, I have become rather cynical and jaded in my 25 years of life. Yeah. So that that ha- that plays into my list a little bit too. Like it, it, at whatever age I saw it, it jacked me up at some level. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So. Well, I mean, and, and, and being children of the eighties sort of, I mean, that was sort of the, the decade of the slasher movie anyway. So, I mean, it was like, you know, Friday the 13th came out and then you had a myriad of other clones that, you know, with direct video success or non-success. And, and, and the, and the other thing too is, uh, I, I've, I listened to, to a couple of podcasts where other people were talking about their top 20 movies and uh, horror movies or top 10 or whatever. And you can get so, um, there's so many sort of like these niche movies that not hardly anybody knows of, you know, but they, they pop up on these people's lists and stuff, things like sleepaway camp and stuff like that, that, you know, that you never really saw any play, but they've kind of developed these followings and stuff and, and see late night showings and things. So it's, it's so weird, such a wide genre. This is, you know, of, of being able to encompass a lot of movies depending on how you think about it. So, well, and I, so I like, probably both of you i did some google searches just to make oh, sure yeah. i wasn't missing I anything several. you know like top seven thousand horror movies of all time yeah. or whatever and some of them that were high on the list i had to laugh because if i okay clearly not on my list i'm gonna say evil dead right yeah i mean there's nothing scary about it to me it's not it doesn't even fall in that category because it made me laugh well and yeah that's sam raimi though and I wasn't scared and, you know, I walked it, it, it out to my- eventually progressed into the realm of comedy because by the time you got to army of darkness, right? I mean, they right. were, they were clearly going for the chuckles, you know, exactly. this is my like, stick, you know, dead by dawn, dead by- <laughs> anyway, so I, you know, is it, it's horror, but here I am giggling at it and make a joke yeah. about it. So no, I can't even consider something like that. So, uh, in, in, in my, search to make sure that I didn't miss anything that I, uh, you know, kind of trigger like the name of something, but, Oh, I remember that. And then you go watch it and you're like, okay, that, that was on the list or whatnot. I did stumble across this weird, like subgenre called horror comedy. Oh yeah. Uh, which is some of those where, are on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I, I, I have one I know of on my list. Uh, but it also scared me as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to to further that, uh, movies like Evil Dead uh, or uh, Sean, you'd said something about Sleepaway Camp. I yeah. think I think those movies have become these cult classics. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and a lot of those campy like f- horror comedies as they call them now, uh, fall into that, that cult classic kind of genre, in my opinion. Yeah. Those are the ones that you, that they'll play at a triple feature on Halloween night or something like that at some, at some place. So I I didn't even look, we've got a, uh, where Chip and I live, we've got a drive-in. I should have looked and see if they were doing something at that, at that drive-in over in Trenton that, uh, some, something to do with, but I don't know. They kind of caught themselves as a family friendly place. So maybe they wouldn't have done that on Halloween. I don't know, but well, all right. Well, um, I'm I'm, okay. I'm ready to get started. So we're going to do uh, 20 through 11 uh, on this one. Um, uh, Jan, and I'll let you pick. Who, who, who do you want to go first? Um, let's let the guests go first. 
And okay. may I also Number say 20. That, the, that the guest, uh, in some situations, may be a mediator because clearly <laughs> if there's an opinion to be had, mine is always yeah, correct. Whatever. Um, right, so, right, 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 right. Yeah, that one time right. you were right. That, that, that uh, all the other always. times, you know. Uh, yeah, and if it shows up on your list, by God, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so you better not show up on your list. And I better not hear tricks either. That... It's not a horror movie. <laughs> I don't think Ryan Reynolds is in any of the movies that I picked. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you know, you, you try to shoehorn him in anytime you get an opportunity. So I want to make don't sure. Don't limit me. You're... Ever. Okay. Okay. All right. Number 20, Chip. Where are you at? Chipperama. No, number Chip 20. Meister. Um, Number 20 on my list is a movie from 1991 called Nothing But Trouble. Do you guys remember this, maybe? Is that the uh, Dan Aykroyd movie? Yes. Uh, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, Demi Moore, John Candy. Like, you look at it all and, with those people in it, yeah. and you're like... Yes. And you're like, okay, this is total comedy. And then you're watching it, and you're like, what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> Uh, and I remember seeing this yeah. when I was like seven or eight and being terrified of this. Now I go back and watch it and I'm like, you know, this is a, a kind of really campy and fun movie. But I was terrified when I was younger. Is Did it have somebody with a tiny little head? Yes. And like they they all like show up in a limousine somewhere to about. Well, it's a okay. it's a okay yeah I remember that's that. That's all I remember about it. But I now that you say that, yes, I remember. Yeah, that's 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 a personal choice there because uh, and I'm not slamming Chip. I, I I've just I've seen lists of like you know the worst movies of the '90s or whatever, and that <laughs> that movie does pop up sometimes. But but it's one of those things where it's like if it resonates with you, I got plenty of movies plenty of movies that I've lots of people said, God, that sucked. But I'm like, I've seen it 27 times. So shut up. I don't really care. But I, yeah, I, 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 I saw it once. The thing that always stood out to me was the makeup that Dan Aykroyd wore. Cause he was like the patriarch of the family and he it just looked hideous and horrible in his old man makeup. And I think that was uh, Demi Moore when she was at kind of the maximum level of her hotness too. I, <laughs> I think um, back in that one. So, maximum level of hotness maximum achieved of hotness. that's right so nothing but trouble all right 91 okay. i like okay. it so you want to go next or you want me to go next uh i'm gonna go next Hold go on. please okay all right number 20 um uh 2019 this is a jordan peele movie called ah. us uh yes. elizabeth moss and Lu- lupita neongo i can't pronounce her name um mm-hmm. from the walking dead if you recognize her but this one, it it was scary and things happened. But the scariest part to me was her, I, I don't know what, her doppelganger maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if anyone hasn't seen the movie, I, I'm not going to try to explain it. But her doppelganger's voice. Yeah. It was the, kind of the, breathy, wasn't it? Voice, it was... No, it was, it was like keep Janet awake at night, creepy <laughs> voice. And just the fact that all these people were living and watching and other people were just going about their business, not knowing that they were there, but they could step yeah. in and become you at a moment. Anyway, Jordan Peele I never under, I, I, I watched good. that and um, 
Yeah, he's he's good at the horror thing. I I, I never really I I thought the movie was pretty creepy. I, I never really understood what was going on. <laughs> I didn't remember if it was a government experiment gone awry or, or what people did. Or I, I I didn't really understand what was going on, but it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I don't think I've seen it more than once, but, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. but it was. I think Jordan Peele's got some movies that are better than that, but, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a very well crafted movie. I did like it. And like I said, I struggled to come up with twenty. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, my number twenty, another pretty new film too. This was in February of twenty twenty twenty. Um, I watched it not really thinking it was going to be anything, and 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 that's going to be a recurring pattern on my list <laughs> of movies that I watched that I didn't think were going to be anything, but it turned out it was. And it's Elizabeth Moss, Moss as well. It's uh, the Invisible Man. Oh. Uh, the one that they make. It was sort of a. It, it was sort of an interesting spin. Um, on, you know, the take, because, you know, you, you've had a movie or two through history of, you know, the guy who is invisible, you know, the last time they tried to do it, I think as a horror thing was maybe hollow man with, uh, Kevin Bacon. That was Um, so sad, but this was, uh, uh, a movie wrapped around a, uh, a scientist, uh, who actually was also a very possessive and abusive boyfriend. And and how he used his knowledge and his technology to uh, kind of make his girlfriend think, and th- everybody around his girlfriend think that she's crazy, uh, and as a way to either keep her or get her back. And it was a really, I think, I thought it was a real creative spin on on what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also, I, I I was real happy with the resolution how, how that they how they wrapped it up. I thought was really really clever. Um, yes, and. Uh, and so it, that's that's one of the the newer of the movies that are that are on my list. Some of the low tier ones here are, are on mine are, are are much more current movies that I've seen because they're a lot more fresh. But but uh, if if anybody hadn't seen it, I, I I really recommend it. It's a it's a real quick watch. I mean, it really starts off with a bang. There's not a whole lot of setup. I mean, you re- you really jump right into it immediately, and uh, it even leaves you guessing in the movie is is Elizabeth Moth crazy? Is she really seeing these things? Mm-hmm. Or um, because it does seem uh they 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 take their time in in sort of the reveal and they and they give you a lot of build up uh um beforehand about questioning whether or not she's actually telling the truth or whether or not it's uh, the things that are happening are really happening um so and i guess at this point i guess i should say since a lot of the movies we're talking about are going to be older there's going to be spoilers to mild spo- mild spoilers to major spoilers <laughs> in this podcast i'm not going to try to do a lot of him and hawing and cover up. So Invisible Man, number twenty for me, Elizabeth Moss. So that's my yeah, number, it was a really number good twenty. Movie. So we're up to was... nineteen now. Did you did 19. you guys see it? Did you see Invisible Man? Oh yeah. I, I have not. You... Um Okay. It's 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 harder for me to watch newer well, yeah. horror movies uh with a, a five year old and a three year old in the house. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah. And and also uh, I kind of like went away from the horror genre because it got to a point to where like nothing, I was just sitting there kind of blank faced and nothing was like bothering me. And I was like, okay, this is not good. Maybe I need to stop watching horror movies for a little yeah. while. <laughs> well, again, like, I, like I said, I mean, you, you get to a point where, well, two things it's show me something I've never seen before, you know, yeah, that's hard. Bring mm-hmm. it. And you've seen so much horrible stuff, you know, that people are being 
shot or, you know, clawed apart by a creature or something. And you're like, oh, look, intestines, you know, and, and then you're like, hmm, I mean, Hmm. I feel like yeah. spaghetti tonight. <laughs> <laughs> mm, sausage gravy. Anyway. Yes. Um, so. So uh, number number 19 for me is uh, something that Janet would not have on her list. And it's a, it's a sci-fi horror film from 1986 starring Jeff Goldblum called The Fly. Fly. Very good movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very good movie. You, you'll see a theme with the the like top ten movie or the the twenty through you know eleven movies where it's something I watched as a child and it scared the bejesus out of me and you know it just kind of going back and watching it, it it just holds that that small special little little part of something in my heart where like, okay, you got me, you got me when I was a yeah. kid, but I came back and I conquered you, <laughs> uh, <That's right. laughs> you know, uh, but, but you know, uh, obviously you, you guys have seen this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I have talked to people recently who I've talked about this movie and they're like, what? Like, I've never <sighs> seen that. And I'm like, they're young. You, you you claim to be a a science fiction fan and be a horror movie fan, and they're like, no, the only thing we know Jeff Goldblum from is Jurassic Park, and I'm like, go sit in a corner yeah. somewhere right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok or something. No, gun, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, you go away until I'm ready Gina to Davis talk to you again. Gina was really good in that movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I really like yes. Gina Davis in that movie. Definitely. As the report, because it was really, it was really kind of a character piece because there was basically two actors in that movie. I mean, they had some ancillary people that popped up from time to time, but it was basically her and Jeff Goldblum, the whole movie. And, uh, and I, yeah, I really remember that scene because I really like the scene where he was explaining, he was showing her his technology or his, uh, showing her his technology. And I remember they transported that steak and, uh, and then she ate it. And then she's like, oh, that tastes synthetic. And then that was enough for him to be able to program it the right way or something like that. I, mean, I thought I really, I really mm-hmm. liked that part of the setup of the movie. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was definitely one of those kind of mad scientist style movies. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's classic yeah. Jeff Goldblum. I mean, even like in any other role he plays, he kind of comes across that way, you know, with his. Yeah. Just quirky. his speech patterns and his yeah his quirkiness, um, mm-hmm. and and for the time for its time, the I feel like the the transformation makeup situation yeah. was pretty impressive. Yeah, oh yeah, because you know hair and makeup will get me every time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah. about you're a fan. Yeah, all right, Jan, nineteen. Where are you at? Okay, number nineteen from two thousand five, um, starring one of my personal favorites, Laura Linney. This was the Exorcism of Emily Rose. I haven't seen and that one. It is probably the best exorcism movie I've ever seen. Um, really? And I, I put it in horror. Well, I don't sure. know, psycho- psychological maybe, but just the scene and the girl, I should have looked up her name. Is it Deborah? But she's also Dexter's sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I can't think right. Anyway, I didn't write it down. Um, just her portrayal 
of someone who is possessed and like the little things that happened that weren't horribly scary or you didn't see something evil or you didn't see the monster, but you felt it, you know, and even it really resonated with me. I've probably, I've easily watched that movie six or seven times. Um, anyway, just great movie. Great. Best yeah. exorcism movie I've seen. Yeah. Growing up Catholic, those exorcism, those exorcism movies always kind of mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, you know, you're like, that's, that, that stuff can happen. You know, the Catholic church acknowledges it does. Yeah. So they always kind of mess with me a little bit. Uh, What's that last one we saw with the, that had it at the beginning, the conjuring movie, the devil made me do it. Yeah. That was a pretty oh, yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, yeah. you, you said that, I believe you told me that at the beginning of that, they had a, uh, uh, someone that had a, um, a performer that could actually do those body yes. motions. Yeah. They had a contortionist, the contortionist. Yeah. Do it. Uh-huh. So it wasn't, um, Anyway. Yeah, and I can I just put that out there that any scene in any movie or TV show when someone's body twists and turns and bends unnaturally, yeah, like that's I'm a, out. That's I'm a out. trigger for Janet. We've established it's a trigger. That. It's a trigger. That and clowns and like trigger man. <laughs> you do, you start all of a sudden like you're and you're flipped up and then you're because we had that conversation about malignant, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and in that uh, the show on Amazon. Um, about the black couple moving into the white neighborhood. They, they had a couple, they had an episode oh. of there where they had some people doing that stuff too. And you're like, eh. uh, uh-huh. them, Weird. I believe. Yeah. Well, I've got another, uh, I've got a, a pretty modern movie that I saw very recently on my number 19. It, I, I think it goes in the realm of horror comedy. Uh, and it's body swap freaky Friday. And the movie's freaky with Vince Vaughn mm. where he, Oh, Janet's got a face. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was very well done. I, I now I don't have I have a weakness for Vince Vaughn. It is not nearly as powerful as Janet's weakness for Ryan Reynolds, but I have a weakness <laughs> for Vince Vaughn and his style of comedy. I, I think it's hilarious. Occasionally, if I want to smile, I'll I'll just pull up YouTube scenes from Wedding Crashers because Vince <laughs> Vaughn can make me smile anytime. He's it's the it's the breakfast scene with him and Owen Wilson where he's making his breakfast and stuff, and he goes, you know. Or whenever he's uh, talking, to, talking to Owen Wilson on the stairs, and he's like, you know, did you do the motorboat? Did you motor? You motorboating <laughs> son of a bitch! And he, but anyway, he 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 makes me laugh all the time. But this was just—I watched it, and I was like, a slasher movie, but a teenage girl does a body swap with a slasher, and the girl that's in it, who actually was in Supernatural, the show Supernatural for several episodes, um, Catherine Newton, she plays the cheerleader that is possessed by the, the, the killer. And she does a really good job of being funny, but then Vince Vaughn is possessed by, you know, the girl. And so the rep, most of the movie, he's so supposed to act like a teenage girl and, but it's got some pretty good kills in it in terms of the way she takes people out. And, uh, and of course, a lot of the stuff she does is sort of justice for the the people that torment this poor teenage girl. But okay, so wh- who? I thought right. it was funny. Who, who did she play in Supernatural? She was um, the blonde girl that uh, uh, was adopted, I think, by the sheriff in that show. That was a, that was a friend of theirs. Yes, 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 yes. She, she fancied herself sort of a mm. a, teen, a teenage hunter. Because yes. I think her parents were killed by some creature in the show. And I think they even, they kind of attempted to maybe put feelers out there for a spinoff show. 
of Supernatural where all, all the hunters were were young people. And she was in that. So yep. she was probably in, I don't know, five to eight episodes. Yeah, I remember show. her. Okay, thank you. But um, but it was, it's a horror movie and it's funny. And I watched it and I was like, okay, I would recommend that to somebody. So that that that's what made the criteria on my list. So Okay. So because of that, I will watch it. Okay. Because I saw the previews and I was like, no hell way. no. That's time yeah. I will never get back. And Right. I mean it's all it is it is it is clearly in the realm of horror comedy. I mean it okay. is it is there, but it's uh it's uh it's good. Well, and I mean Vince Vaughn Dodgeball, I mean I- <laughs> You gotta love it. I know. It's fun. Yeah. All right. Eighteen. Moving Um, right along. Yeah. Eighteen. I'm gonna come with a movie from 1992. Uh, Stars Brian Bonzel as a little boy named Mikey. Do you guys remember this? Mikey turns out to be a violent psychopathic killer. Uh, It's just a, a little kid. Um, it was actually banned in the UK. This came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh so we talking like Macaulay Culkin, good son type thing. Yeah. Where he's yes. just a bad seed. Uh, well, so it's, it's, I, I would, uh, attribute it to more of a real life child's play. Like this kid oh. was, yeah. Like, uh, it, it's, it was it was there for me, uh, and, and still like okay. So having a a three year old and a five year old in the house, and, and I watch this movie, and I'm like, I, I'm I'm like looking around, making sure that they don't have stuff. Um, Hello, father. <laughs> like you wake up in the middle of the night when your kids you stand there with a butcher knife or something, or like, like can I have yeah. some water? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I need a snack. Yes. Uh, it, so uh, you guys haven't seen this? No, I've never oh, heard of it. Never heard oh of it. God. Okay. I, I, I 100% would recommend this movie to you. Uh, look it up. Actually, I think it is on maybe like Tubi. Uh, uh-huh. If you guys huh. have that, one of those streaming services. But yeah, so it, it opens... The, the, not too many spoilers, but the, the movie kind of opens uh, with a young boy setting fire to newspapers in the basement. And like he gets in trouble, but then it, it like, like escalates slowly from there. So it always does with those evil people. Yeah. They yeah. start small. Creepy kids. Yeah. Good, good fodder for uh, for haunted movies. It's creepy kids. Yeah. yeah, I've never even heard of it. Okay. Oh my god. Is, any, is anybody of note in it or is it just kind of one of those bunch no, of actors you never heard of? It's just kind of one of those like so the 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 little boy is uh a, a kid by the name of Brian Bonzel. Uh and then you have Josie Bissett, Ashley Lawrence. Wait. John- was Brian Bonzel? He was the guy that was in Family Ties, wasn't it? Uh that played in the in the yes, yeah he he was he was their kid that they had late in life. Yeah, it, uh, it was Andy Keaton from Family yes. Ties. Yes, that's him. Uh, yeah, he also so. was on uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. He played Worf's kid in heavy makeup. <laughs> so he was a Kling- he was a Klingon. Oh, so. yeah. 
Uh, oh, we've all been through our Klingon phase. You know, he grew, he grew out of it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was also in uh, Fatherhood with Patrick Swayze, and he co starred in uh, Blank Check, the huh. Disney movie. Hmm. Okay. So. I wonder if they're, if, they're, if they're getting cred off of the uh, Life Serial commercial, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. He likes, <laughs> uh, likes killing so, people. So, well, I don't want you to spoil it for me, but I I want to know if somebody stops Mikey from, oh. or is this like a prequel, like Michael Myers? Oh, was a dead man. They set up a sequel or something. They set up a sequel. <laughs> okay. Don't tell me. I'll watch it. Yeah. Yes. Please watch it. Uh, they did set up a sequel to this that I don't think was ever made, but you 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 have to watch mm-hmm. it to understand. So okay, hey, all right. I'll put a check mark I'm by that one. I stumped <laughs> the movie gurus. <laughs> check, check check. All right. Okay, so uh, so my number eighteen. Eight. Wait. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, yes. no wait. 18. Is it my it, turn? Eighteen. It is. Yeah, it's now, your I'm turn. all confused. I'm all confused. Okay, um, my number yep, eighteen next. is from 20, 2017, Another Jordan Peele, um, Get Out, and this one got me on the creep factor. Yeah, um, less horror, but more creepy psychological. Um, not understanding people aren't who they say they are, and. You see people with crazy faces and you know something's wrong, but you don't know what's going on or why it's happening. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I really, it was not what I expected and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, uh, it had a great performance by, um, golly, and I'm losing his name now. Uh, the, oh, uh, from Red the West Stapler from Office Space. Oh, yes. Because wait, wait. he was in it. Steven. <gasps> was he? Yeah, he was in it. Because I remember uh, Bradley, sure. Bradley, not Bradley Cooper, Bradley, yeah, Brad, blah, blah, blah from West Wing. Oh, people. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Too, the he's white-headed. like totally the whiteheaded now. The father, yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a good, good movie. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, undertones, racial messages, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Catherine Keener, really good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't see a teacup being stirred anymore without <laughs> thinking about her. And that movie, you're trying to hypnotize me. You never know. drink tea if somebody offers it never to you in the middle of the tea. night. Never, never drink tea. Ever. No. no. And she yeah. starts clinking the, the spoon. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. And he uh, his uh, I always liked his friend in that movie, the one that he always called that oh. was kind of keeping him in check. And, yeah, and the one you who- get away from them white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, the one who saved the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, my my number eighteen is a is a is an eighties throwback and it's probably on the list because of my wife, because this is one of her favorite movies. Um, we're dipping into the vampire genre. Another, I would say horror action comedy, 1987 lost boys with, uh, uh, Jason Patrick and Corey Haim, Diane Weist, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Gertz, Corey Feldman. I mean, all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, uh, is kind of a, more of a, a, a big budget, you know, type movies about, you know, a couple of kids moving to a town and with their grandfather and are there vampires in the neighborhood or are there not? And, you know, his brother gets involved in a gang and anyway, 
I, I don't think the special effects stand up particularly well uh, today. But again, 87, the movie came out when I was 16 or 17. I'm sure it had, for me, it had the right amount of violence, but not over the top violence and enough humor with Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. And, uh, and the dumbest thing that I remember from that movie is, uh, the guy that, uh, uh, played their grandfather, whose name escapes me at the moment as he looks Mm -hmm. at IMDB, um, (laughs) uh, Bernard Hughes, um, the thing that sticks with me about that movie all the time, cause they move in with their grandpa and he's sort of like this curmudgeonly old man. And, uh, and he's like, and he's, and he's very specific about the, the things he doesn't want, does don't, don't do in my house as he goes in the refrigerator. I keep my Oreos. Don't touch my Oreos. <laughs> and he goes, and every week I get the TV guide. And sometimes on the address label, there's just the slightest corner that's turned up on the edge. And there's a temptation to pick that corner and pull the label off. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why that just, I don't know if it reminds me of kind of my, I don't know, slightly eccentric uncles that I had in Pittsburgh (laughs) that always kind of scared me a little bit (laughs) or not, but that, that, that part of it. But anyway, um, you know, Fun movie. Edward uh, Herman is in it too, from uh, who played the dad in Richie Rich of all things, and he typically oh, wow. plays this uh, uh, kind of milk toast guy in all the movies that he's in. But yet he turns out to be, you know, a rather important character when it comes to the vampires in that movie. So, but anyway, I think it's it's a fun movie. It's it's it is quintessential eighties all the way with the hair and the makeup and the way that they do stuff and fun experience all around. So. And the music, I, f- I feel like I remember, I remember really good music and the yeah. like the soundtrack yeah. or the score. Uh, even. Yeah, didn't they uh, have that song "Cry Little Sister"? That was the the theme to that show. Oh, I could have been. Movie? I'm not the yeah. music person. You're probably right. The, there and there was also a song, and I don't know the name of it, but I I feel it was like a slow song. I remember some of the words like "Thou shalt not fall" or something like I. I'll have to look that up. It was really, yeah. it was a good song. All right. So that's number 18. So we are up to number 17 on our list. So Chip, what do you got? Number 17. I'm going to go a little more campy with you, um, but it, it holds a special spot in my heart. Probably one of the, the greatest terrible zombie movies oh, ever. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if you can call it zombie, but it's uh, 1988's John Carpenter's They Live. Mm. I have been told uh, to watch that, that, and I never have. That's Rowdy Roddy Piper, right? I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. That, that <laughs> is correct. That is him. Uh, and, and, uh, he didn't do enough movies, Chip. He didn't do enough no, movies. He, didn't. he did not. He didn't. Uh, but, He's dead so, now, isn't he? Yeah, he, he passed away uh, yeah. several yeah. years ago. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it, it, the movie all centers around these glasses that like you can't see what's really going on unless you put these glasses on. And mm-hmm. so uh, Roddy Piper's character is just kind of a, a drifter and he's trying like at first 
he's not convinced, but then he gets these glasses and he's trying to get other people to see what he sees and they think he's crazy, but then finally they see it and uh, then he becomes this like unwilling hero. Uh, and, and then like Sean said, you get the classic line of I'm here. Uh, I, I'm only here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. And then he's got like <laughs> a, a shotgun in his hand. So, uh, well, and if I may, Sean, um, to be able to put on the glasses and you see the real world and take them off and don't see it. I think that's very <laughs> similar to a movie I've seen recently called free guy oh, starring yes. um, that Italian actor, Rian Reynolds. Rian Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Something like obscure. That. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Anyway. Okay. So they, is they live, is that a Stephen King thing? No, it's, no. it's John Carpenter. John, John okay. Carpenter. All right. Yeah. I don't know why I was told Stephen King. Huh. It does. It does have another thing. It's weird the things that pop into your head, but because because they didn't want, I don't think they wanted Rowdy Roddy Piper having sunglasses on the whole movie. Eventually, he meets up with the resistant groups that gives that give him contact lenses. Yes, that that ah. do the, the same thing. And if you ever want to see the worst acting involved with someone looking like they're putting in contact lenses. It's Rowdy Roddy Parker. Cause I, yeah, as somebody that's worn contact lenses before, it's like the way he puts them in. I'm like, Oh God, come on. Yeah. <laughs> At least maybe go to the bathroom and then come back and say, okay, I'll put them in. Cause or, he's, he's like, okay, I'm going to put them in. And he's like, okay, nobody can see me, but it's, it's horrible. But Or find somebody who wears them. And watch them put them right. in. Well, you know that slows the movie down a little bit. You're making you're making logical arguments that my wife makes. And it's like, look, nobody wants to see reality. That's why we're watching television. Nobody is more today. logical than me. Right. I'm right. free of emotion or passion or. The... No, no. Comb your hair. Comb your. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so seventeen we're at now. So where are we at seventeen, Janet? Okay, um, ten bucks if either of you have ever seen this movie. Are you ready? I'm going to hold you. Are you, sitting, right. are you sitting down? Um, it's from 2001, directed by Brad Anderson, with nobody you've ever heard of before, or we'll see again, probably. It's called Session Nine. Nope. You don't have to send me 10 bucks. Session Nine. Ooh. Okay. Okay, that sounds so, real familiar. Drop what you're doing, like, <laughs> in the middle of the podcast, okay, and go but- watch this movie. Um. So it it is. I think it. It's, oh, it's got I feel David like it's, Caruso in it. Well, David. Okay, you're right. Whoops, yes. forgot about him. Anyway, Sorry. Miami Vice. Uh, no, not Miami Vice. Oh my God, CSI it's Miami. <laughs> anyway, and NYPD Blue. <laughs> and and Jade. Don't th- don't forget about Jade. Jade. The only reason I know that is because because forty year old virgin they had a scene in there. He's like trying to he's trying to teach Steve Carell how to be like never uh, to never do anything but ask questions, and he goes, "Think David Caruso in Jade." Anyway, <laughs> I never saw Jade. Okay. <sighs> anyway, all right. So session nine, we have an abandoned asylum, basically, for lack of a better word, maybe mental hospital, hospital for the criminally insane or something. And a group of dudes, uh, their thing is like asbestos remediation, <laughs> whatever. So they come in, their thing is they're going to do all the stuff that needs to be done with the building. I guess maybe they're going to, you know, revitalize it or something. 
And while they're in there, weird shit starts happening. And one of the guys comes across some audio tapes of uh, different therapy sessions with some of the patients. Hmm. And the more he listens and the more you get to listen to the therapy sessions, um, the more strange things get and weird things happen. So does he listen to like sessions one through eight and then uh oh, we got to number nine and then ah. No, he goes straight to session 14, but I don't oh, know okay. why they call it session nine. So it's just, <laughs> I don't, yes, he listens to session nine. <laughs> That's why the movie's not called session 14, Sean. Okay. Anyway, highly recommend it. Okay. And what year is it from? Uh, 2001. So they still had tape players? No way. <laughs> These are like the archives of okay, the asylum. Okay. And thankfully they find a tape player that has batteries that still well, work. Yeah. Like, oh, All my right, God. Cool. Don't you carry one around? I do. Just in case. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Mr. I've never Sassy heard Pants. of it. Never heard of it. Okay. So I have to check that mm. one out for sure. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, my number 17 is going to make Janet laugh because <laughs> it's another horror comedy. But again, it's a it's a guilty pleasure movie that I've I've recommended to a lot of people, and I think after they watched it, they looked at me like, "Are you freaking insane?" <laughs> um, and that would that would be probably probably my favorite horror comedy, and that's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> I oh. knew that was going to be on your list. <laughs> yes, I, knew- I love that movie. <laughs> I. Because uh, I was I was scrolling through some lists, just looking, like I said, and I saw that one. I was like, "You've got to be flipping kidding me! Yeah. How is that a horror movie? It's going to be on Sean's list." Yes, <laughs> I knew it. It's a horror movie, and uh, uh, I mean it, it. And if you don't know, if you don't know the the setup of the movie, it's a it's a teens in the wood woods movie where they think a couple of very kind brothers who are also rednecks, who they think that they are redneck mountain men killers. And in reality, they're very sweet, very nice people. And through a series of slapstick mishaps and ridiculous circumstances, my favorite of which is uh, Alan Tudyk with a chainsaw when he hits a beehive and he's (laughs) running around the woods swinging a chainsaw a la Leatherface. (laughs) In Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But he's trying to get away from bees and the teens think he's a raving lunatic who's coming to get him. And it's just, uh, but I mean, it's horror because people die in very horrific ways. Uh, It's, it's quite graphic at at places, but I would say it's probably 70% comedy and 30% horror. And I think that might be being pretty generous on the horror side, but um it's again, it's one of those movies that I watched, I think one night when my wife was at work late and it was on Netflix and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to see what this is all about. And 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, this is crazy. I got, I got to watch this. And I've recommended it to several people and some, and, and I think I told Janet before, it's like one of my tests for coolness. It's like, I'm going to recommend this movie. And if they come back to me, that was stupid. And I'm like, nope, you're not cool. If they come back and say, oh man, that was hilarious. That was great. I'm like, all right. You're, you're on the good list, but anyway, actually anything with wash in it. Yeah. Yes. I actually bought this movie and my wife and I religiously watch it at least twice a month. See, (laughs) Chip's cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that movie. So, all right, cool. Number sixteen. That's where uh, we're at. Well, Janet kind of uh, alluded a little bit to it uh, during the last one, but this is a Stephen King movie. Uh, it's from mm. 1985, and it's called Silver Bullet. Oh, yeah. Whoa, I never saw that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got uh, it, it, it's, it's, uh, a Corey Haim and Gary Busey. Uh, Gary Busey? Gary and, Busey. Plays his uncle. Uh, <clears throat> it's an and, honorable uh, mention for me, Chip. It didn't make my list, but it's an honorable mention. See, Tucker and Dale was it. an honorable mention for me. Uh, yeah. as well so we're right there um yes i i, I recommend it if if you, okay uh if you're into the the werewolf style movies mm, so, and we are yeah we mm, are yeah uh it, it's 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 actually now considered a cult classic uh which you know like i said earlier i, I feel like a lot of the older uh horror movies have kind of dove into that realm of cult classic mm-hmm. so yeah okay so all right Always. so go ahead go ahead should, so hey, should i read or should i watch uh, it's, it's not a book i think it's based on a short story yes yeah, so should it, i read it, the short story or oh uh, i mean i i would recommend both the the, the movie is is great uh it, it takes Corey Haim out of the typical, like what his typical movie role was during the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, where he was just kind of like a goofy kind of, you know, you always seen him and Feldman together kind of mm-hmm. deal. And this was, if I'm not mistaken, this was the first or one of the very first where he kind of like broke out on his own and, didn't do the movie with Feldman and mm-hmm. it, it really to me it showed his acting ability. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and and the the uh the the name of the book uh Corey uh, is a uh he's paralyzed in the movie mm-hmm. and he has a wheelchair and and mm-hmm. the name of his wheelchair is the silver his silver bullet. Oh. Um it's memorized. It's uh, his uncle has made it for him. And mm-hmm. and so he, he actually drives around town in his wheelchair that has like motorcycle handlebars and stuff. So he can, he can get around and, and, and they nicknamed it the silver bullet. And, uh, and so that's the, that's the hook. It's okay. it, the, the creature, the creature effects. I don't think they've aged very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I always put this as a very good entry level horror movie. Like if people are, are always afraid to watch horror movies, this is a really good entry level one because there's not a ton of blood. There's, there's kind of one scene I'm thinking of in a church where, yeah, where it's, it's, that's probably the worst one of the, but, it, but even that is sort of, there's some effects in it that are, I think sort of kind of played for laughs. Um, but it's not, it's not a gore fest. Um, a lot of it is, you know, like there's a scene where there's a vigilante group and, and, and things start, bad things start happening, but it's more like they disappear into the mist kind of a thing. You know, they don't, you don't really see them, uh, get, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it almost made my top 20 cause I've seen it several times just because I think I did watch it when I was 15 or 16 and it was a good little, Mm-hmm. It's nice, just enough scare for for a kid, you know. But you know, some people might snicker at it in terms of its effect. But no, it's a, I think it's a fun movie. 
Okay, so quick question. Mm-hmm. Best werewolf transformation effects movie you've ever seen? Um, American Werewolf in London. Ugh. The the um, have you guys ever seen it? It was a terrible movie, but the effects were good. Uh, with Sean Connery, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, unfortunately, yes. I saw yes. that movie. Uh, okay, so uh, the- Janet, that movie is ripped all the time. I like that movie. I don't want to hear anything bad about it, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's not as bad as people said it was. No, Wait, I, I <laughs> love it. What? Janet's telling me I'm not again. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that was one of my favorite. I yeah. don't recall that scene. I will have to find that well, to compare. Was it, was it Werewolf or was it Jekyll and Hyde? Was that the Jekyll and Hyde transformation? Oh, no, you're right. That is the Jekyll and Hyde transformation. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, all right. That's right. So then it, yeah. Uh, ooh. Underworld, I, but I mean, but for its time, American Werewolf yeah. London was pretty good. Yeah, for its time. Yeah, for its time, yeah. the special effects of Star Underworld. You talking about Underworld, what? Janet? Yes. Yeah, the Vikings. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. No, don't say that word, Chip. I hate don't, that. I word. won't. I won't say. It. We won't. I won't say a word either. Vikings. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Number we're okay. number sixteen. Where? <laughs> where <laughs> are you at? Number six. Where is six, sixteen? Right. Sixteen. Me? 16. Is it my turn? Okay. Uh, turn. Number six, 16 from 2004, directed by James Wan. That would be Saw, the original. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I remember thinking... There, there may not be some overlap. <laughs> <laughs> danger, danger. Um, I, I remember thinking that this was... probably. I, I feel like maybe it was one of the goriest things I had seen. Mm-hmm. At the time when I saw it, and I also remember thinking that it was it was original it, to me at the time that it came out. Yes, I, I can't yes. say how original it was in reality, but to me it was original, and mm-hmm. kind of messed me up a little bit and surprised me at the end. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's that's why it always is on. A, it it always makes my. Uh, when I mention horror movies, I've re- I've recommended that to people. Mm-hmm. So spoiler, you're probably going to hear that from me uh, um, because because of the ending and because of the <laughs> fact because of the fact that they because uh, Jan and I have talked about this before. The subsequent 17 sequels <laughs> that they've done, I I think they they got more money in their budget. And I think that they lost track of what I think made the movie popular mm-hmm. because the first Saw movie. It has some graphic violence, but it more alludes to it than anything. Because whenever uh, um, Carrie Elways, mm-hmm. whenever he's sawing off his foot, I don't think you really see it mm-hmm. all that much. I mean, that you see his face and he's screaming like a madman. And I think they got some good sound effects in there, but I don't think they see it. But every subsequent sequel, they went overboard with the torture porn. Yeah. It's like they make, okay, whenever this person dies in this horrific trap, whatever it is, we're going to make you see their head pop. We're going to make you see their hands get ripped off or whatever it is. And they didn't, they didn't focus on that so much in the first movie because I don't think they had the money for it. And so they had to focus on story and script. 
and that, I think the movie's better for it. Well, so. it's Spiral, the most recent in so- the Saw yeah, franchise. I watched, I watched um, it. Was, it was like that. It was like I think there was one guy like his his tongue and his like whole face got ripped out, and you just see all of it yeah. after that. Yeah, it was really gross. Oh, and while we're but here, good. as you wish. No. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> anyway. Yes. All right, Chip, did you have something to say about Saul? I I mean, it made my list. Oh. It's it's much higher on my list, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right, so we got our first overlap for me. Um, on, our, on number 16, we've got our first overlap. And for every reason that Chip said, uh, it's the fly with Jeff Goldblum. It's mm-hmm. number 16 for me. So again, I, I lo- like I said, I love the fact that it was only a couple of actors that were in most of the movie. Um, it's the first thing. It may be the first thing I remember. It's the first thing I think of when I think of Jeff Goldblum uh, is, is the fly. And then also his speech in Jurassic park. When, when he says, you know, you will genetic power, like some like a kid who's found his dad's gun or something, <laughs> and I, I, which I think he had a, a great speech in that movie where they're eating dinner. And he goes, yeah, you were so worried about whether or not you could, you didn't think about whether you should. And, uh, when it comes to cloning dinosaurs, but yeah, he's, uh, uh, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's in my top 10 li- list of my favorite actors ever, but I, I can't really think of anything that he's ever been in that I didn't like. So I, I, th- that's pretty good because some people eventually make shit. I mean, I think I even liked the movie in it where he was Cindy Lauper and they played psychics or something. <laughs> I think I saw that on HBO and I thought that was pretty much amusing too. And I can't remember what that was called, but yeah, I feel like he's, he's very underrated yeah. while having done some tremendously big budget movies. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should add that Jeff Goldblum movies. Yeah, maybe. I'll make a note. Yeah, make I'll a have note. my people make a note. Make, have the staff, staff, staff. Mark, mark that down, will you, producers? So yeah, sixteen, the fly overlap, first overlap of the thing. So we're up to number fifteen now. So what do you got, Chip, for fifteen? Uh, number fifteen. I'm, I'm going to go a little more classic horror with you, and it's the 1988 original child's play movie oh, my chucky? wife hates that yes. movie chucky Ch- freaks never, my wife out i have never seen a chucky movie okay so- janet get out of here are you kidding me wait where's the number one? Oh, sorry um- <laughs> <laughs> i just had someone it, it, i've known in my whole life make a gesture at me that was very yes well, <laughs> let Chip convince you as to why you should watch Child's Play. Okay. Uh, All right. Start. Okay. Go. So a, a little backstory about why this movie scared and still kind of scares the living crap out of me. <laughs> um, so uh, my family moved from Texas to where we live now in Chattanooga when I was four. Um. When I was five, my older sister let me watch Child's Play. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> the, the the doll in, in the movie is called Chucky. Well, diagonal to our house, our next door neighbors, their son's name was Chucky. Uh, <laughs> so... For several years, I 
would like peep out the window at <laughs> the next door neighbor. And I'm like, he's, he's going to kill me. Like this, gonna- <laughs> this is the guy that that's the doll. Um, I show, and- I hope he wore rainbow, uh, uh, you know, uh, overalls and stuff like that. <laughs> no, but he was redheaded. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> that makes it even worse. It's, you know, so for, you know, for the first couple of years that, that we lived here, I refused to go out to play on that side of the house because that's where his house was. Oh man. And now my wife has the exact same Chucky doll from the original child's play in my house. And uh, so I'm 38 and I'm still terrified of this damn movie. Does she secretly move it or like put it in your car or something? Oh, I would do that. Oh my God. You get up one morning and you stumble into the bathroom and what's there beside your toothbrush? Chucky doll. Boom. So it does Mm -hmm. randomly move. um, And she thinks that it is the most hilarious thing ever to mess with me. But yeah. I, I still watch the movie. I, I actually just watched it recently. Uh, I try to watch it every October at least once, um, just to try to get over that kind of <laughs> eerie feeling when okay. I see this. But yes. So is this less about the fact that it's a really good movie and more about your adult PTSD from childhood trauma? <laughs> I, see, well, I I'm sure that's got to be in there somewhere. It's got to be no, in there somewhere. Yeah, the, the the PTSD is definitely there. But I, I actually, I do think this was a, a, a really, it, maybe not a great movie because it is number 15 on my list. But uh, I, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I mean, for the time, it was kind of a, a novel concept to have a, you know, a, a possessed doll. Yeah. Uh, but But then, of course, you know, uh, as with most of the 80s horror movies, there's been 1,200 sequels where they got away from what yeah. made it what it was. Yeah. Uh, and and now it has become, as yeah. Sean said earlier, uh, gore porn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it's it's campy. I mean, it, it's, it, it moved into the realm of camp where he's almost sort of like, I don't know, somebody you sort of pseudo cheer for or something, you know, it's just kind of, and you know, whenever they got a, I mean, they made a movie about him like getting together with another doll and they had a doll kid and son of Chucky. I mean, it was just, it got kind of weird. I I, I tell you what, uh, um, uh, my wife hates it. She hates looking at Chucky. I mean, she's just like, Oh, that's the worst thing ever. But um, the thing that always got me about that movie, um, the scene that, that that movie that really freaked me out was, you know, uh, when the mother has finally reached her end with her son, because it's, it's it, the, the setup of the movie is, you know, fairly typical in that the son keeps getting in trouble for the stuff that Chucky is doing. And, and I don't mean like murdering people per se. I mean, it's just, but it's just the son keeps saying Chucky's alive and everybody's like, Oh, sure. He is kid. Sure. He is kid. You know, cause you never really actually kind of sort of see it, but, or you see, you know, uh, the doll's perspective as he runs down the hallway kind of a thing. But there's a scene in the movie where the mother, uh, picks up the doll and the son's not there. 
and and she and she's just like, oh yeah, yeah, you're the one causing all this trouble. I'm telling you, if, if you don't do something, if you don't do, I'm going to throw you in this fire right now. Not really thinking that the doll is really alive, but she's just venting her frustrations on this toy. And she's standing next to the fireplace, and she's ready to throw it in there, kind of thing. And at just that instance, and for eight, I think the effects still hold up. The doll goes from acting like it's not alive to immediately start moving and wiggling in the girl's arms and starts cussing her out. And says, I'm going to kill you, you bitch. I mean, it's just <laughs> scared the crap out of me. Cause, cause I, I wasn't expecting the doll to reveal itself uh-huh. you know, to the woman at that point. And I was like, dang, that was, that messed me up. So, <laughs> but yeah, I did. It did move into the realm of ridiculousness, but yeah, I shan't yeah. be watching that movie yeah. in my house because my wife refuses. Shan't. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> Now they, they have recently done a child's play TV series on sci-fi uh, that oh, yeah. I have yet to watch yet, but I hear really goes back to the original, like what brought that to the forefront and got away from the campy, you know, bride of Chucky, son of Chucky kind yeah. of deal. So a series. Yes. Sci-fi. Yeah. And and start off with that eighties mm-hmm. movie. Don't start out with sort of the reboot that they did with with Mark Hamill doing the voice of of Chucky. Don't don't start out with the reboot. So no thanks. No. Start out with the eighties movie. Don't do that. Yes. Okay. All right. So where are we at? Fifteen for you, Janet. Fifteen. Right. Fifteen. All right. Um, another ten bucks. 15. If this is on either of your lists, how about that? Dang, I've probably you heard got of some it. obscure ones, man. Yeah. That's how I roll, bitch. Okay. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of cursing in this podcast today. I'm going to, I'm going to okay. It's all my uh, fault. Okay. <laughs> it's Just the negative it the chef effect. Um, okay. So 2007, John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson, 1408. Oh, I've seen that movie. 10 bucks. Send it that is me. on oh, my honorable no, mentions. Oh, okay. So Janet, five. Janet, said if it was, you can't change I, it. You can't no, I it. said if it was on your list, ten bucks oh, if it's on your it's on list. My list. Okay. So Chip gets five for honorable mention. Okay. Um, so this is based on a Stephen King short story, and it, John Cusack is a, I guess he's a writer. He goes to all these haunted places and writes it up like, oh, is it really haunted? Blah, whatever. And uh, it's a hotel room fourteen oh eight, and the manager's like is Samuel L. Jackson. And in his way, he's like, dude, are you sure you want to stay in this room? No, no. I'm going to ask you again for the sixth Sunday time. Like, are you sure you want to stay in this room? And he's like, please come on. And as soon as he's in the room, like little things start to happen. And the longer he's there, stuff starts to happen. Um, and it kind of leaves you guessing at the end. So really good movie. Yeah, he's he's uh, Cusack's kind of a debunker or something like that, isn't yeah. he? Does isn't yeah. that his job, author or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I, I mean, I thought it was pretty good, pretty good scare. Mm-hmm. I and I, I really love the Cusack. Like, yeah, yeah. Not the recent thing he did that was some kind of series with Dwight Schrute from The Office. I can't think of the name of it because his hair looked really bad and he looked really bad. But mm-hmm. earlier Cusack, I'm a huge fan. Cool. Yeah. Yes, I've seen that one. Uh, not not honorable mention for me, but yeah, I did like the movie. I did like it. Might have, I, that, now that I think about it, that might be one I kind of forgot. You know, it didn't pop up on enough of my top 100 lists or whatever to, to jog my memory. So I think I've seen way more horror movies than I would ever admit to. 
because <laughs> I say I don't like the genre, but anyway. All right. Well, my number 15 uh, is going back to 1996, uh, Wes Craven, and that's the first Scream movie. Um, uh, uh, diminishing Returns. Uh, diminishing Returns on the sequel. Scream, Scream 2 was pretty good. Scream 3 um, was awful, but it does hold a special place in my heart because that's the movie that my wife and I saw on our first date. Aww. Because there was absolutely nothing, nothing at the theater to watch because we were like, we were having a good time at dinner. Let's go see a movie. And I was like, man, well, we can see Scream 3. And so Cheryl saw Scream 3 without seeing Scream 1 and Scream 2. So she was really <laughs> lost. Um. But anyway, it was uh, the reason. I, the reason I liked it was uh, at the time it was. It, I think they've done this since then, but it was a self. So it's sort of like this self aware slasher movie. It was a slasher movie that referenced other slasher movies from the eighties, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and and it it really kicks off pretty good with the phone call with uh, Drew Barrymore. And I thought it was neat that they had sort of like this sort of a big star in Drew Barrymore being the movie, and they kind of offed her in the first six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't really hang on all that much. And, and, you know, that's sort of classic, you know, hello, Sydney, what's your favorite scary movie? I mean, it's, you know, and the, the reveal at the end, you know, was pretty good. And I did like the little, I, I liked the little bit where they were at the party where, uh, uh, God, who was it that was in there? That was the guy that was the, 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 the nerdy buddy that was telling them the rules of the horror movie and, you know, don't have sex or you're going to die. And if you leave the room, don't say, you know, I'll be right back. And then, <laughs> you know, somebody leaves the room and says, I'm going to get a beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> and so it was a typical, it was a typical slasher movie, but it was self-aware and quirky enough to where it, you know, it, it, it's one that I would recommend to people and I'd recommend scream too. But then after that, I'm like, okay, stop. Don't go any further. Yeah, I know I saw the first but, one, but I, you know, I don't remember being like having strong feelings one way or the other. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's quirkiness right. is what puts it on my list that it was kind of self aware. So, mm-hmm. okay. all right, we're up to number fourteen. All right, uh, number fourteen for me. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It. Uh, came out in 2001 and it stars ice cube of all people and it's called ghosts of mars i've heard of it <laughs> i've heard of it uh so i uh i don't know i i have a a weird affinity to this uh because i i've always loved science fiction and this is of the science fiction horror realm it was also directed by john carpenter uh who anytime puts out a movie i flock to see because he is like the godfather of the horror movie genre um so yeah it's it's got uh ice cube uh jason statham and pam greer in it and um they kind of go on this trip to mars and there's these i don't even know how to describe the 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 mutated bad guys (laughs) i guess you could say uh but like the first time you see one and they start running towards the characters you there's like the the jump scare kind of thing and you're like oh oh wow that 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 kind of got me um 
and everything. So yeah, I uh, it, it just kind of kind of holds a special spot in my heart. I, I go back and I watch it not quite as often as Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but uh, <laughs> you know maybe once a year I'll go back and watch this. So Ghosts of Mars, okay. Have not seen that one. Me either. I Jason seen. Statham is in it too. Yeah, Jason Statham is in it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, kind of the the big actors are um, Ice Cube, Jason Statham, and Pam Greer. Uh, now Natasha Henstridge is in it. <gasps> and sp- that's I have seen that. Yes, I have. Now that you say her name, I've seen that movie. Okay. I don't uh, remember Jason Statham though, but I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, most people remember uh, Natasha Henstridge from the Species series. Yeah. Uh, yes. So. Mm, I have seen that. I know which one you're talking about. Okay. Okay. All right. So my number 14, I'll yes. take you back to 1987, if you I will. I think it's your fifth. Is, are we on 15 or four, four, we're on 15, are we? Are we on 14? No, four, oh, no we're on 14. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. my bad. Sorry. I need you to focus, Sean. I'm focused. This is I'm very sorry. serious, professional. I was looking at Chip's movies. Here. I was okay. looking at Chip's movie. Okay. Uh, 1987 to Big Bangs and Perms. Uh, Clive Barker, the original Hellraiser. Ugh. Um, <laughs> did you just say? Ugh? <laughs> Honestly, we we talked earlier. We talked earlier about movies I watched once, and I'm like, nope, never again. That's one of them. Yeah. Well, and. Very truly, never again. But I, ha- it was again one of those times where I had never seen anything like that. And as soon as I saw Pinhead, I mean, my like, I like part of my brain just, I mean, it it freaked me out. Yeah. And and then it, he seemed so imposing. And then I found out later, like he's really he's he's a shorter guy. He's not that he's not a big guy. He's I don't know. Anyway, he looked very scary in the movie. Um, but just some of the effects, it was nasty. It was gross. It was weird. It was freaky. And that little box. And I, anyway, anyway. Scary. Yeah. I, I watched that on HBO again when I was way too young and I sent a, and I sort of sneaky watched it, you know, behind mm-hmm. my parents back and uh, man, oh, that's just, I'll never, never watch there, uh-huh. I remember some scene about them, Somebody's intestines being wrapped around something and it turning and it, anyway, I can't, and I've never watched any of the, I, I, there were many sequels, but I, I can't tell you how many they were, uh, but it, it was quite the franchise, mm-hmm. you know, in its day, but I couldn't even tell you how much it was. So yeah, that's, that's one that's on my list of thou shalt not watch again. And I'm not recommending <laughs> it to anybody because it kind of messed me up a little bit too much. So, well, they filmed know, one. One of the sequels was filmed in High Point. Yeah, I remember that. It was at the Boiler Room. Yeah. Yeah, it was filmed. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. And I'm sure there's, you know, might be horror fans that are like, gosh, it's weak sauce. You're like, you freaked out by that movie. That's nothing. Anyway, I'm aware there's other things that are much more, but it's just like, nope, not going back to that one. But anyway, but I know it's on a lot of people's list. So, all right. My number 14 is a classic. Uh, I mean, I, I consider this to be the original slasher movie, although some people might say it's Friday the 13th. And that's the original Halloween with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, I call it, honestly, I actually call it sort of an entry-level horror movie too, because if you watch that movie, there's not a whole lot of blood. Mm-hmm. 
There's not a whole lot of splat. Um, it's mostly suspense. It's mostly creepy guys standing in the bushes looking through your window and, oh, you look away and you look back and he's gone, you know, kind of thing. Uh, it has been way too many sequels. Uh, it's, I, I think at this point, Michael Myers is a year from a year away from being able to draw a full social security. Um, cause I think in the timeline, I think he's actually 64 now, but he, he takes a licking and keeps on ticking. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis took off her career. I mean, it's, you know, it's classic Donald Pleasance as, as, as Loomis. I mean, it's, uh, it's everybody should watch that movie. If you're a movie fan, you should watch that movie and don't worry about the fact that it's a horror movie. I, you know, I, I don't think it's going to cause you that many sleepless nights. I mean, it's just. Okay. So that is still on my agenda for this weekend is because I've never seen any of the Halloween movies. Wow. And watch it before child's play. Watch Halloween. Okay. Before you watch child's play. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I, yeah. I, I, I would agree. I watched Halloween before you watch Child's Play. Although I, Halloween did not make my list, it is on my honorable mentions. Um, just because I feel like it also got caught up in that that same like way too many sequels. Yeah, and they they were pumping out like twelve slasher movies a month back yeah. then. <laughs> Well, and it, it's still on my list of like this weekend is to watch all of the Halloween movies and then wrap it up with the most recent one where Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hospital with a butcher knife or something. So anyway, well, it, does, it does predate. Yeah. I think it kind of always gets lumped in with Friday the 13th, but I think it predates Friday the 13th. Cause I think uh, Halloween was 1978 and I think Friday the 13th was 80, 80. I, I believe so. 80 or 81. So um, so, you know, he's, so Michael predates, um, Jason there. So, yeah, the original Friday the 13th came out in 1980. Yeah. So I actually started watching that last weekend Yeah, and I got about a third of the way through it and, and then got distracted, but it's another one of those where you don't really, I like, you don't see the violence. You just see something coming at somebody and then the look on their face, which was a little strange yeah. to me because you're. Now it's all about how much violence can I show? So, yeah. so, so you haven't seen the original Friday the Thirteenth? Well, okay. I like a third of the way through it, but yeah. Okay, I won't spoil it for you then. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't care enough to worry about being spoiled, honestly. So well, we still won't do it. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're still not going to do that. We're going to move okay. on. Okay. Yes. Let's. Number thirteen. Number thirteen. Three more in this podcast from us. 13 is a movie from 1990. Uh, it will fall in um, the, the realm of psychological horror. Uh, we know Janet loves those. Oh, um, she As she leans in toward yes. the laptop to hear you better. Nineteen uh, ninety Stephen King's Misery. Oh, yes. Uh, with, yes. with James Conn and Kathy Bates. Oscar-winning performance by Brilliant. Kathy Bates. Yes, and it's actually the only Stephen King movie to ever win an Oscar. There's a tidbit of trivia for you. I am not surprised because his his writing does not translate very well to the screen, and I don't know who or why, whose fault it is or why, but uh-huh. it does not translate well other than maybe 
Shawshank Redemption. Right. Uh, yeah. So this is this is definitely one of those films. I'm. You guys both kind of perked up when I said it, so uh, I, I will assume that you have uh, seen it. But it, this is one of those films where you're you're watching it and you're like, "Man, this lady is crazy!" And then you see somebody walking down the street that kind of looks like Kathy Bates, and you're like, "You cross the street because uh-huh. you're like, nope, she's going to kidnap me and lock me in this house and mm-hmm. break my ankles and all this other." weird and crazy stuff so well and along with that and along with exactly what you said like do you really know anybody that's that's where yeah. it kind of takes me you right. know because how many people in that town knew her and well it's not real janet but you know what i mean but you know and she's nice and she does this and she probably bakes casseroles for people and next thing you know snap here we are yeah that was one of the things about that movie that I always <laughs> made me chuckle was um for through a lion's share of the movie she doesn't cuss you know oh, yeah. i remember when she's when she's yelling at uh uh james Kahn about something in his book that doesn't make narrative a narrative sense in in that and she's like talking about watching the the movie serials whenever she was a kid in in the in the thing and he'd well, go watch them and he and the car would go off the cliff and it would go and it would crash. And you're like, how could he possibly escape that? And then you'd go the next week and you'd see it. And then th- they'd show him jumping out of the car. And she was like, he didn't get out of the cock a car. Because <laughs> she refused to say anything. anything. duty <laughs> she, she would not say any curse words until, you know, the end uh, when she starts to really. But yeah, really good, really, really good performance. Um, yeah, good. Uh, again, you may or may not. Um, hear that again in this podcast <laughs> or the next we'll see uh, a little bit of overlap there so yeah good pick uh, good pick misery so we're up to what number 13 for you janet 13 yeah. okay um 2002 directed by gore verbinski uh, that would be the ring oh yeah the, with naomi watts um the mm, what was it? it okay so besides people who can bend and or bendy and twisty in abnormal ways mm-hmm. that really freaks me out is when people or on screen move quickly, like, like it's being fast forwarded or something. And I'm not, there's right. probably a term for that that I don't know. Freaks me the cockadoodie out. I'll just say that. And <laughs> so between, so between there was some of that, there was like the crawling out of things that they should yeah. be crawling out of. There was the hair there. Oh my God. Never was watched that, it again. Was that the first of, I think it was one of the first of the Japanese horror remakes that they did for mm-hmm. America. Yeah. Cause man, them Japanese folks, they can make some freaky horror stuff. Let me tell yeah. you. Well, because there's one, was it a, a squeakwell that had um, Buffy the vampire slayer? In yeah. It? I think yeah. So. And she was in Japan actually. So yeah. Anyway. And one of those little girls was like in her closet or something. Yeah. Have you, have you seen all the sequels or have you, do no. you just, yeah, me either. I, I saw the, I saw the original, but um, I may have seen the second one, but I, so I can't really tell you if it's diminishing returns, but probably so. I mean, you know, these things yeah. start I mean, to become how many a little times, bit cash grabs. I know. Yeah, how many times can you watch her crawl out of a, a well or a TV or something <laughs> before you're like, Oh look, here she comes again. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good pick. Uh, 13 for me is a little bit more of a modern movie. Um, Some may question whether or not it's horror or not. It's more of a creature feature. 
And that's uh, Jim from The Office and his lovely wife, Emily Blunt, um, the quiet, A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. Okay. <sighs> Deadpool is not a romantic sorry. comedy. I'm sorry. Thing. I have I'm, to I'm, yawn me, there for let's, a second. Let's go, back to, let's go back to that. Deadpool's not a romantic comedy. <sighs> but um, um, the I, I find it a horror movie, and I find it uh, because there's plenty of times in that movie where I was tense and I was scared for the family because of the rather unique setup of you can't make sounds or mm-hmm. the monsters are going to come get you. So basically, it's a monster movie. Um, and I thought it was well-crafted. I thought it got, I thought it was very, did a very good job of setting up the rules of the universe without having a lot of basil exposition, um, from, uh, (laughs) Austin powers. (laughs) And, uh, I thought they did a really good job of uh, setting the tension, even though it's a little bit hard to believe that Emily Blunt gave birth to a bath in a bathtub without making any noise at all. But still, um, enjoyed it. Like the sequel, I'm sure there's going to be a third one, and so I would consider that a a, a horror movie under the genre of creature feature of monsters. So that's what, you, why are you poo pooing it? You like the Quiet Place. You just don't think it's a horror movie. I mean, it was fine. Whatever. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm like borderline anti blunt, but I I'm know. so pro Krasinski that you know I'll give it to you. You're just you're just mad because he married an English person. I'm mad that he didn't ask me out first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So that was my number thirteen. So we're up to number twelve. Two more. So Chip, number twelve. What do you got? Number twelve is a movie that I am not allowed to watch in my house <laughs> anymore because wow. my wife my wife is deathly afraid of not the movie. But the actor, uh, this is a, a movie starring a gentleman by the name of Tony Todd that came out in 1992. It's the original Candyman. Mm-hmm. Candyman. Um, yes. Candyman. Uh, Tony Todd, for whatever reason, freaks my wife out. Like, no matter <laughs> what movie he is in, if he pops up on the screen, she like cringes and leaves the room. Uh, I don't know what that man, I do not know what that man has done to her, (laughs) but I, 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 I love this movie. Um, it, it, it's more of an urban legend. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it kind of falls into that urban legend realm of, you know, if you stand in the mirror and you say his name, he will show up and all that. Like you, you hear stuff like that of these these urban legends that happen, you know, through time. But this one, I, I just remember like the first time you see him and he has the, the, the hook in his hand and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh shit. It's about to go. Down. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. in his voice, his yeah. voice is very creepy to me. Like even if I didn't see his face and I was listening to it, that he he's he's creepy for sure. Yeah, and the whole bee thing, you know. Yes. Yeah. Combine it with insects. Yeah. Okay, so Chipmeister, did you see the Squeakle, or not necessarily a Squeakle? It was like a remake, kind of the reboot-ish, the reboot-ish kind of, of Candyman from Jordan Peele. I, I have not yet. It is on my list 
Uh, but I have to, it, it's, it's on the list of things that I either have to watch <laughs> late at night or, yeah, you, uh-huh. or, yeah, you got to block or, out a time when you're not, your wife's not around, you know, and you got two little kids. That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I predict with my crystal ball that you will like it. Okay. Okay. Uh, sure. uh one little tidbit a lot of people don't realize about Candyman is it, it was actually a Clive Barker movie like it was based on a uh, mm. a, a story by Clive Barker called The Forbidden you know I think we might have talked about that Sean because because we were we reviewed the the Jordan Peele Candyman yeah and I think I think we might have talked about that now that no, you I've- say it it rings a bell uh, yeah, that sounds like some extensive research. So I'm sure you probably did. I'm sure I didn't bring it up because Janet is always far more well prepared for this podcast. Well, I, I am the man of the years. sticky note. I guess we, and I've got the spreadsheet. You got the spreadsheets. So. so anyway, yes, Candyman, good one, very good one. With um, oh god, what's her name? The blonde. Mm. Uh, awesome. uh, uh, Madsen, Virginia Madsen. Uh, Virginia Matt, yes. She's good. She's really good in that. Okay. All right. Uh, my number 12 was from this year, actually, directed by David oh. Bruckner, um, The Night House. And I'm still trying to see that, Janet. You've been telling me forever. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. It's, I can't find it anywhere. Uh, I don't think I can find it anywhere where I can even rent it. But you know how cheap I am. I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't rent it anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah it really good i saw it a couple of months ago when it was in theaters in uh the area um but uh really really good on the suspense really good with the sound like suddenly it, it like for me it's not just bam there's something in your face it's like all of a sudden it's quiet and you're in that intense moment and then the stereo, this it starts blaring at twenty or something. You know, there's a lot of that, a lot of unexpected, a lot of creepy. Um, yeah, just uh, and uh, if anybody has seen it and would like to talk to me about it, I would be very interested in hearing your opinions and what you think some of the things meant. So, anyway, uh, highly recommend. Mm, really good all one. All right, let's put that on the night house. Night yes, Nighthouse. All right, my number 12 is my first John Carpenter entry. I know he's well known for the horror thing. Um, I think this one goes back to 81, 82. Um, Kurt Russell and Wilford Brimley, uh, Keith David, and The Thing. Mm. Um, uh, good. It's, it's a remake um, with much, much, much better special effects. But, um, a lot of what makes it, a lot of what makes it scary is the isolation. They are in Antarctica or the North Pole. I can't remember if they're way up North or way down South. I can't remember. Um, uh, but the, the isolation part of it and not being able really to escape because, you know, you can't just walk out the door cause you'll freeze to death. And, um, and with a alien creature that can mimic anyone. So at any time you don't know. Uh, who's who, who might be an alien, who might not be an alien. It has a scene in there where they're testing blood with a hot wire of a 
where my blowtorch that scared the crap out of me as far as the jump scare goes. Really good creature effects that, for the most part, still hold up today. Um, and it has kind of an ambiguous ending. Um, you, you don't really know uh, if they've gotten rid of it or you, you, you kind of get left with a couple of people and neither one of them knows if the other one might be the creature or not. And you really don't know either because they do a really good job of, uh, they try to keep everybody together, but occasionally somebody peels off by themselves for a second and say, wait, where did you go for a minute? You know, and then there's suspicion as to whether or not they're there. They're the creature or not. But, um, kind of a classic movie all around. Um, I think this would scare people a little bit more. I would not call this an intro horror movie at all, but, but another good one from John Carpenter. He he's done quite a bit of good ones. So the thing 1982 with Kurt Russell. Can't beat I Kurt Russell. feel like I started watching that and got bored, Ooh. but it's well, also, I, I tend to do that with older movies because yeah. maybe that's, yeah. Well, my prediction is if you started watching it now and you don't remember, towards the beginning of the movie, they do some things with dogs that I don't think Janet would like. <laughs> Good to know. Thank you for the heads I up. I, I don't. I know you, I, yeah, you don't. You don't like the when the when the when the doggies are involved in bad mm, things. Mm-mm. No need for so that. So number twelve, the thing. So we are up to number eleven, which will be our last ones for this particular podcast. So Chip, number eleven, what is barely outside your top ten? And just so you know. Sometimes Janet gets mad when certain <laughs> things are number 11 and don't make your top 10 okay. hashtag matrix. I get upset when people make poor decisions ranking their movies because clearly the movies they ranked <laughs> were ranked incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> but be careful. Moving on. Number 11. Number 11. Moving on. Okay. Number 11 for me is uh, yet another Stephen King movie from 1989, Pet Cemetery. Oh. <gasps> yes. Uh, another, oh. Another creepy white kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 You uh, know, I, that was, I, that should have made my list. I completely missed that one. Good call. Good call. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It like it, it, it starts out and it's it's kind of very like ho hum, and then like the animal dies and oh they bring it back, but it's not quite the same. And then spoiler alert, but the did kid they? dies? But did they? Right. But then the kid dies and. Like a, a pretty horrific death, I would think, you know, for the time. Yeah. And then they, they buried the kid in Pet Cemetery. And, well, and you know, things happen. Yeah. Uh, Whew. Yeah. Well, and that's, it also. That's yeah. tough to watch as a parent. Yeah. <laughs> the way I, the kid dies. Well, and obviously, what are you going to, what it else is. are you going to do if you know the, the cat came back? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did did right. that, was that Herman Munster? Yes, was it was. Yes, Herman Munster. Yeah. Yes. The attack uh, of uh, the attack on Herman Munster's Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You even upset the dog with that one. That was no, 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 thank you. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. And probably a movie that didn't really need to be remade. I didn't think they remade no, it. But I didn't watch the remake. They did a sequel to it and then remade it. Uh, yeah. Okay. And boy, let me tell you, it has a chipper ending. <laughs> <laughs> Out of that, that, that movie, that movie will leave you down, man. It's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, let's go get, uh, take a shower. Oh uh, yeah. Did you did you read the book Pet Cemetery? Uh, I have. I, I did not. Um, I, I have a list of books that I want to go back and read, and this is on them or on that list. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, I just ha- again, I have a three year old and a five year old, so it's hard to sit down and actually read <laughs> without yeah, like. A child crawling on you or pulling at your ear. Daddy, I'm hungry. Daddy, I'm thirsty. Okay, I got you. Why is that person? See, I forget these things. I forget these things. (laughs) I do not have humans. I forget these things. Yes, I have tiny humans. Tiny humans. Okay. All right. So my number eleven, and uh, Chipperino. I'm just making up names for you because it makes me happy. Chipperino, right. I am with you on overcoming childhood uh, trauma. And I went to the theater on purpose, despite my better judgment, in 2017 to see it. Um, this was the the remake, the 2017 right. with the with the uh, um, the guy with the, he's got the fam. Thank you. One of the scars guards, um, not <laughs> yeah. the attractive one, but the other one. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I clowns are evil. Clowns yes. should be destroyed. Dolls, pictures, images. People should not dress up as clowns. It should be yeah. against the law. There should be punishment. Okay. I hate clowns with every fiber of my being. And I said, I am a strong independent woman who can overcome her fears. I sat on the back row and because I couldn't have anybody behind me clearly, because that's not going to work. And every time the door opened, I was like, what? And like would do the head flip around to see if there was something coming after me. Um, it scared the poo out of me and I overcame for the most part, but that creepy smile, the weird stuff, all of a yeah. sudden their eyes it, it look at I I liked it. I never saw the one with John Boy, the original. Yeah, the TV miniseries. Was it was it a miniseries? It was actually a TV miniseries. Okay. Yeah. I never saw that one with John Boy. Um, but this one it was good and it was scary. And it was all the things. Now are so. you lumping together the both movies or are you just talking about the first one? Just the first one. Have you seen the second one? Yes. Yeah. The first one was better. So. Yes. It's uh, as far as book adaptations go, there's certain things that they can't do in the movies that mm-hmm. they did in the book. Um, Cause there's a jacked up scene in the book that I'm not going to talk about, but um, did you read the book? Mm-mm. Okay. I, I it's I've read a lot of Stephen King, but yeah, that one. Um, I've heard I've always heard that Stephen King starts writing a book without an ending in mind. He starts writing a book with a concept, and then he doesn't have a have a way to wrap it up. Which is why I think some of his books tend to meander a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. one of my favorite Stephen King book is 112263, which was about mm-hmm. some guy going back in time to stop the Kennedy assassination. But you can tell the end of that book kind of got, what? What are you? Yeah. And the end of it in the book is, it's just, it's, it's messed up. And I, and I, and I've been told by other people that, oh, well, but you have to understand that there's a message to what happened. And I'm like, no, no. And they, and in the miniseries, they didn't recreate that scene. And in, in, in the book, in the movie, they didn't recreate that scene. So both of them had a little bit of it and they changed the ending quite a bit um, in the most recent movie. Um, oh, the ending was the stupidest ending to yes, a harm. The I, ending I, was dumb. Stupid. They were a little bit more faithful to the ending in the miniseries, although uh, the the special effects of the 80s couldn't really, I don't think, represent it well enough. Um, they were a little bit more faithful to the ending in that, in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first, mo- the It Chapter 1 or whatever, the one with mostly with the kids, mm-hmm. I think it's really good. The second one is kind of when they get to the adults, there's kind of yeah. like, eh, eh. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it's creepy, man. <laughs> I like a lot of Stephen King in this, uh, in well, this yeah. podcast. You, you, got, like you got to figure it was. I mean, there's, there's some coming over yeah. for me. So, all right. Number 11. So this will be the last one on this particular podcast. This is going back to, uh, uh, 82, I think, um, Steven Spielberg and Poltergeist, the original Ooh, Poltergeist. Yes. Um, there's some sequels that have been made Excellent. too. There's, there's a lot of, uh, Hollywood history, you know, around this mm-hmm. movie too, about stuff that happened to the actors after it was filmed and things like that. Um, I think either this movie was PG 13 or this might be the movie that sort of was around the creation of the PG 13. I can't remember what it was rated. Um, I'm thinking it was PG and then it was so kind of messed up that, uh, Okay, well, Steven Spielberg didn't direct it, but that's part of, that's kind of some of the lore around it. It's actually directed by Toby Hooper, I believe. Is is that Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Toby that is Hooper? correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, with but I've always heard that kind of wink, wink. Steven Spielberg kind of sort of really directed it, but he didn't well, he, give the credit for it because he's yeah, a writer. He, but he wrote the screenplay. But yeah, classic uh, uh, sort of ghost story. Um, Spirits invading the house. Um, little girl, Carol Ann, they're here. The thing that everybody remembers from that mm-hmm. uh, movie, talking to people, talking to ghosts through the static on the TV and nobody can leave a, yeah, I don't even think you can do that anymore. Have a TV that just has nothing but static on it, but <laughs> right. nobody would do that anymore nowadays uh, because <laughs> if they ever saw that movie and talk about creepy clowns, there's a, there's a toy that the boy has in his room that he should never have and no one should ever have given it to him and it doesn't need to be there. And it's a doll that moves and it's, uh, it's, I saw it when I was 12 okay. or 13 and it was scary. <sighs> If I had seen that at a young age, I don't know that I would be a functioning adult today because I know there's, there's that one scene where the kid's in bed and uh-huh. he looks at the doll and he closes his eyes. And when he opens them again, the doll is like closer to him. And I, that's enough to kill a girl right there. Yeah. Lots of good scares. Um, uh, and uh, lots of money into it. You can tell uh, really good production value. And of course, you know, and it had the lady with the squeaky shoes, you know, this house is clean. <laughs> After she was Zelda Rubenstein is her name. So yes, Terry Gino, she was in there. And the, the really yeah. tall, skinny, skeletal looking guy. Is he like, 
he didn't even need to do anything but stand there and he scared me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, it, but so again, it, I think this movie is scary, but I still think it's a fun ride. And if somebody's old enough, I would certainly recommend that they watch it. I, w- I would not recommend this to anybody who's like below the age of 19. Not, 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 to, the, <laughs> not to the small humans at all? No, no. no. Okay. No. I mean, I think the bare minimum is 17. You just scare the crap out of yourself. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. A 17 now is like a 23. A 17 is like a 23. Uh, yeah, I guess right? I don't know. There. Everybody grows up so fast. But. So that's number 11 on me, and, that, and, and thus endeth. Part one of the top 20 horror movies. So we've gone through 10, got some uh, obscure picks there. We got some classics, nice little mix. Mm -hmm. Did we only have one overlap? Yes. I think the fly was our only overlap. That Uh was the only overlap. Wow. That's amazing. So anyway, so next podcast will be top 10 and uh, we'll, we'll, um, have that out to you soon. So once again, a uh, chip will be with us on, on that podcast as well. Cause we got to hear his top 10 now. Goodness. we got to stop 20 through 11. We got to get the other one. So, yes, we do. um, but, uh, we're going to sign off now. Thanks again, everybody for listening. I didn't say this at the beginning cause I was so excited about chip being here, but if you need <laughs> to contact us, our email is should I watch that two one at gmail.com. We got a Facebook page. We got Twitter. Should I watch TH two? on Twitter. If you got anything that you think we've missed, or if, uh, uh, if you've got any, uh, comments, either positive or negative, we can take it. We're big. We're, we're adults. We can take it about anything that we've missed. Well, you know, you haven't heard the top 10 yet, so you don't know. So maybe we didn't miss it. So, um, uh, but let us know if you've got any, uh, favorite horror movies, stuff that scared the bejeebers out of me. We'd love to hear about it. And so guys, uh, we'll see you on the next podcast and we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you to our millions of listeners. Thank you. Millions. Bye.